Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, wherever you are in this beautiful world of ours. Welcome to another episode of Healing in Ways You Never Thought Possible with myself, host, Dr. Dolores Fazino, nurse practitioner. I am actually, you notice I'm not in my office today. I'm actually on the road. I'm in Mount Shasta, having my own little spiritual retreat for this next week. Those things are so important, especially when we talk about mental health and our ability to be able to nurture ourselves so we could be available to support others. So in the essence of Mental Health Awareness Month, which is May, we're in the month of May, I have a very special guest who's going to be with us today. Her name is Nancy Benitez, and she is a, I'm going to just read a little bit here. She is a devoted mother, committed partner, uh, committed parent educator, inspiring coach, and author. Her journey began with the heartbreaking loss of her mother to cancer during her teenage years, which resulted in a battle with eating disorders, depression, and suicidal tendencies. So I just want to piggyback on that right now because, right, you know, so often it's so uncomfortable for many of us to talk about death, especially when a person, a young person loses a parent, a caretaker, a significant other. Sometimes we are so uncomfortable with what we are experiencing about that our natural tendency is to go silent. And we know that when we go silent, the elephant still exists in the room. And it, it's time that we need to address that. So I'm so excited to welcome Nancy. And so good morning, Nancy. Good Coming morning. Coming from beautiful Sarasota, Florida. Yes, thank you so much for having me. And You are uh, so welcome. Opportunity. Yeah, thank you. Yeah. So tell us more about your journey. I mean, I, first of all, my condolences to you to having losing, you know, your mother at a very, very young and tender age. But share your experience with that, because I think our audience needs to know from your perspective, who actually experienced that, what that was like. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, I really know that they're being a parent educator. There's a lot of teenagers out there who aren't able to share or aren't able to talk and just having someone know what it was like, I think is also helpful. So when um, I had just turned 16, uh, I was actually 15 when my brother and I got the news that my mom had leukemia. And, you know, back then cancer wasn't really spoken about, right? Nobody really knew what it was. There wasn't a lot of treatments, things like that. And, in my mind, cancer was like a cold, right? It was like, oh, it's going to go away. We're going to go back to having our beautiful little four, family of four. And, you know, I didn't pay much attention to it until my mom started getting sicker. So I remember vividly. So my mom got, got sick in March. You know, we went through chemo with her. We did everything. We were in the hospital all the time. She had a period where she got better, but then it relapsed. And in September, she ended up passing away. So you can imagine for this 15, I turned 16 in the hospital with my mom watching her, you know, just go through a year nurse, you know, the spinal thing, you know, all the chemo back then was was different than it is today. And just watching her suffer. And, you know, I feel like 
when a teenager or a tween or even like a young kid goes through this, you have to grow up so fast and you have so many questions. You don't, you don't have all the knowledge. Your brain is not fully developed to grasp like what is going on. And for me, you know, being just 16, right? You're 16, your body is changing, like you're going through what teenagers go through and you're not able to, to process that. Now you have this also. And so I had to take care of my brother. So my mom passed away and um, I got, I, I was, I had the honor of watching her take her last breath, which mm-hmm. I would not have in any other way. It was, it was the most beautiful, the most heartbreaking thing I will ever experience. And a true gift, actually. actually. Yeah, yeah, it was, it was so peaceful. And I knew that she was going to be in a better place. You know, I knew that all the pain she had gone through in the la- in those months was, was really, really beautiful. And so I, she was gone and I remember running out into the hallway and just screaming and all of these thoughts of she's not going to watch me have a baby. She's not going to watch me get married. She's not going to even go to my graduation, which, you know, I didn't even go to because she wasn't around. Mm -hmm. And so as a teenager, you have all of these emotions sweating through that you don't know what to do with. And I didn't have anyone. I didn't have anybody to share this with. My father was working nights my brother was doing drugs. I was doing my best to take care of him. Um, you know, he had his own journey with this. And so it was like, I don't even remember a lot of it because I think my subconscious mind just blocked it out, but it was devastating. I cried every day for a few years, you know, and in all of this, I, I feel like if I could give the adults in this teens, in the teens who have lost their parents, who have lost somebody they care about, lives is really allow them to talk until they can't talk about it anymore. You know, I had no one. I suppressed everything down. I had to take my mom's place by cooking dinner, doing the chores. I had to take care of my brother. I had to try to go to high school. Um, and so it was, I had no one to talk to. No one. Yeah. You, know, you must and, have felt so alone and isolated. I did. I I did. And, you know, I, I remember thinking, even looking back now, if, if I could just have had somebody to talk to, you know, if, if someone could just have been like, you're going to be okay. Let me hear what you have, what's on your heart, what questions you have, you know, and just really listen. It would have been, it would have been a game changer. But instead, you know, I, I took to bulimia I suicidal tendencies, my brother and I would sit there and talk about how we were going to kill ourselves. And, you know, at one point got all the stuff that we needed to do it without pain. And we didn't, luckily. Um, Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I'm glad you're here today to share your story. Yeah. And I was meant to help other parents or other caretakers of these beautiful teenagers, like help them understand themselves and help them grieve and not just suppress everything. So later on, we have massive trauma when we're adults, you know, so, so that's, that's. Wow. I'm just sitting here, like taking it all in Nancy, because it's just like, that's just way overwhelming. And, um, you know, in my heart of hearts is no child should ever have to deal with that mm-hmm. and feel like they're isolated and alone. So, yeah, thank you for that. So out of this, you know, there's always a silver lining. 
And I know that you've written a book. So talk to us more about your book. Yeah. So I wrote this, it's, it's called a tiny book. So it's 60 pages and it's perfect size, (laughs) (laughs) right? Just, just enough. So for somebody to get through it and it's, it's 20 questions that parents should ask their teenagers when it comes to really wanting to have a better relationship, really connecting with them. And I wrote this book from like my teen self who really had a hard time, as you have heard. I wrote it from my mom self because I have a 14 year old and with the help of my daughter, with the help of other coaches who who have teenagers. And it's full of 20 questions. And these questions range from subjects such as like school to ask your kids to the loss of a parent to um talking about friendship and what that means and just different questions that are really hard to talk about when it comes to raising a teenager to open up conversation. Right. And so I wrote this just as a gift to parents who, who are really struggling with having trust and communication with their teenagers. And it's, I just, I love it. You know, I use these questions with my own daughter, with friends and, you know, it's really beautiful. It's full of just conversation starters, these 20 questions. Well, and you know, I think today too, I'm not a parent, so I can't speak from personal experience, but I witness a lot of other, you know, family friends who have children and the importance of of good communication. And even as an auntie, (laughs) communication is a real important thing as well, because, you know, uh, you're still part of the, the, the clan, your clan group, but you know, it's about reaching out and connecting with people. And sometimes it's about having those difficult conversations yeah. about, you know, what had just happened. And in, in your case, you know, the passing of your your mother, your beloved mother. I mean, it's just like it's these things are so important. And, yeah. you know, I think sometimes from the adult standpoint, we feel helpless because we have nothing to offer. So we just don't say anything or yeah. even ask. Yeah. And I invite people to pivot on that and just hold the space for them. Yeah. You know, it, just listening is enough. And I agree with you on that. It's mm-hmm. just like they just need to talk it through sometimes. Yeah. 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 So I did want I wanted to share one thing, too. Sure. My whole thing is always like also helping parents heal their own hearts ah, yes. and <laughs> watching the way my dad kind of disappeared from my brother and I's life because he was doing his own grieving is by approaching your, it doesn't matter if you're an auntie, it doesn't matter if you, if you're an adult and you see somebody close to you, who's a teenager, who has lost someone, that means you lost someone too as an adult, right? It means you're grieving. It means that you're having a hard time. And so really just asking yourself these questions, not just your teenager, but in conversation, say with your teenager or your young adult, it will help you heal too as an adult, right? Because mm-hmm. I, my dad, if he could have talked to someone, if he would have allowed himself to grieve, if he would have had support, I know things, he wouldn't have disappeared from my brother and I's life, right? I mean, it disappear in the sense of emotionally, like he worked nights and he supported us and he did the best that he could, but he didn't grieve. He just emotionally was detached and wouldn't give us any affection and, and wouldn't, you know, engage. He wasn't even talking about her. 
you know? And so I think healing the adult in you now, even if you have a teenager or a tween or whatever it is, is, is really important to allow yourself to have that as well. I, I agree. And, you know, I feel it's an essential part of the grieving process too. Um, and, you know, I, I know through being in healthcare for so long and in my own personal experience, it's so important that you express and you go through your grief. You're going to go through your grief in your own way and time. And there's no time limit on it. It's mm-hmm. just like, you know what, you're, whenever you have a, a loved one that's passed, I too lost my mother probably about 10 years ago, but it's yes. just like, it's, it's moments like that where it's just like, you think about them and it's just like, Oh, I miss their presence. You yeah. know, it's just like, yeah. you're still grieving. You're, you're going to continuously grieving. It just changes and evolves to something, you know, more, you know, yeah. It's like, I don't think we ever get over that. When people say suck it up, buttercup, it's just like yeah. run for the hills because that's just not what is normal. You know, I, I, do you ever have this experience? It's like, you know, you're fine. And then all of a sudden an overwhelming, you know, you get this overwhelming feeling and then you're in it again. And then you you're out of it. I kind of, call it like the the ocean effect it's like the tide mm-hmm. comes in the tide goes out and then a big wave comes in and then it goes out it's just like that's what grieving's like yeah the ebb and the flow is yeah it's just like it's it's a it's a dance and you know what yeah when you think it's over <laughs> yeah that's when the universe says <laughs> But wait, there's more. <laughs> yeah, right. It's, we're always stretching. We're always expanding. Exactly, and, exactly. You know, it's, you know, so much happened after that, after I allowed myself to heal. You know, I, I see my daughter, like you're saying, and she reminds me so much of my mom, like her heart mm-hmm. and her light. And, you know, sometimes I'll just like start to cry just because like I do, I miss her. She's with me. I really feel yeah. that she guided me to not commit suicide, not to go, you know, I did hit rock bottom, but not to stay there, Yeah. you know, and I do, I have those moments. I just look over at her and she has her like dimples and her sweet <laughs> smile. And I'm just like, Oh goodness. You know, it, she, he, he, you know, it, she, my mom was taken, but I also now have this beautiful daughter who's set an incredible part of my life, you know, and yeah. a lot of what happened afterwards allowed me to have the journey I have now to helping parents and, you know, tons of people coaching and and doing all that. And so I'm very grateful that I had this because I can now help other parents. Absolutely. Absolutely. You know, sometimes we go through whatever we go through because we become the authentic teacher and we could help other people. So I'm so pleased that that you're doing that and you're you're doing amazing work. I actually popped in the um, the link below and I that's is that how to get your book or is that how to get in contact with you? Yeah. So, so I, because this book is my complete passion. If you go to this website, you can sign up to get a free digital copy of the book. Yeah. So you can use it. There's, there is a, uh, there's a physical copy. It's on Amazon and Barnes and Nobles. And you Mm -hmm. can look up my teen and me by my name, Nancy Benitez. And 
you can buy the book. It's I think it's like eleven ninety nine, twelve dollars on there, and you get you know the well actual- worth the investment. <laughs> yes, <laughs> and it has to write in it. Yeah. You know, it has prompts for you to actually like think about and then talk with your team. That's awesome. So it's not yeah. just questions. Yeah. Yeah. Beautiful. Beautiful. Yeah. Beautiful. Yeah. So, do you? Um, coach people? Do you offer classes? What do you, do you do anything like that? Yeah, I do. I, um, actually in July, I am starting, um, a parents like, um, community membership where you'll pay, you get the first month free to see if you like it. And then if you do, you can stay in and it's going to be like 15 minutes of teaching from me. And then I'm just going to open it up to parents and whatever questions they have, um, for like 45 minutes. And so an awesome resource. Yeah. And so I feel like parents can come on there if you have something that's really bothering you about your teen and you need some, you know, feedback or advice. It's not just going to be me. It's going to be other parents who are going through it, you Mm -hmm. know, like you. And so I'm I'm starting to create this community where we can support each other because that's what it's about. Right. We're trying to raise good humans, you know, (laughs) who are are secure and who love life and, you know, who. Mm -hmm will heal past their own trauma too and know how to do that. <laughs> so. Oh, absolutely. And I joke about this too, cause I'm in healthcare. It's just like, mm-hmm. I always tell the, the uh, instructors who are teaching the new people, I said, teach them well, guess what? They're going to be taking care of us. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right. So it's, so yes, we want to be able to, mm-hmm. to um, bring out the best in them and, mm-hmm. you know, uh, allow them to, to move beyond surviving to thriving because no person should really have to go and survive, you know, go move through what you've gone through and other people in similar situations have had to gone to go through as well. Yeah. Yeah. I could just listening could, it's night and day, just listening to their heart and what, what's going on is huge, just huge, just being present for your kids or oh, whoever you're taking care of. Absolutely. Yeah. It's just like, I think one of the essential things of being a human being is the importance of being heard. Exactly. Yeah. Not just teenagers, right? It's all yeah. of us. We all want to be all seen. All of us. Yeah. Know that just want to be seen, yeah. heard, validated, you know, loved, appreciated. Yeah. But yeah, to be really be heard, though, because it's just like they, you know, oh, my God, I can't even imagine what you went through. Mm-hmm. And I so appreciate you, you know, put it, pulling up your bootstraps mm-hmm. and moving forward and creating a very beautiful life for yourself where you're inspiring and helping so many people. Thank you yeah. for that from yeah, the bottom of my of heart. Of course, it's, and we're here to help each other. You know, we are all one. And I truly believe that if we help others, we're healing ourselves too, right? It's like we're helping our teenagers, but we're also helping our own healing as well. Yeah. So, so, so Nancy, as we wrap up this session of Miraculous Healing Series, do you have any um, last words you want to share with the audience? Yeah, you know, I feel like there was a lot of, you know, into my adult life, I felt like self-forgiveness was really important. Um, and I, you know, I could sit here and talk about this story all day long, but I feel like I needed to also forgive myself because there was a lot of things that happened from the time my mom passed away to the time, 
you know, I was an adult and I felt like the biggest part is self-compassion. It's grace and forgiveness of ourselves because we do, we do things that we're not always proud of. And I think that's the biggest piece in our healing, especially if we're talking to our teenagers and also teaching them that grace, compassion, and um, self-forgiveness is, is so important. Well, I, and I agree. And, you know, they don't teach us that when we're young. No. So what a gift to be able to teach our children in this generation so things could possibly be different. Yeah. 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 So thank you for having me on. Thank here. you. I, it was a pleasure. And so we're going to be wrapping up here, but, and I thank the audience for listening. And if you would like to get in touch with Nancy, um, you could get in touch to her through her, um, her website here. It's uh, HTTPS colon forward slash forward slash, or is it backslash www.aoa.wtf forward slash my teen and me. So, and once again, too, you know, thank you so much for listening. And if you like what you hear today, I invite you to subscribe to our YouTube channel. We're trying to grow our our following, and you could find that at dr.dolorisvizino.com or healing in ways you never thought possible. And finally, if you are having a challenge with staying in the present moment, let's face it, there's so much stuff swirling around us <laughs> yeah. that sometimes we get distracted. It's like, squirrel, oops, here I go. Yeah. This is a great meditation that I put together for, for people, and it's five to you know, five minutes, it's very short, but it helps you stay present in the moment. So I invite you to go to drdolorisvizino.com forward slash free dash video to get your free meditation to be in the present moment. Yes, it's so, beautiful. I loved it. <laughs> thank you so much, Nancy. I appreciate that feedback. Yeah. So anyway, here we are and we're signing off and we look forward to seeing you on our next episode of Healing in Ways You Never Thought Possible, our Miraculous Healing Series. Bye for now.